Welcome to the Dacus Report, hosted by Pacific Justice Institute founder and president Brad Dacus. For 25 years, PJI has counseled, represented, and defended people whose religious freedoms, parental rights, or sanctity of life have been obstructed or violated, all free of charge. We leave no one behind and level the playing field for Americans as they are subjected to the tyranny of the powerful. Now, here's Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. You know, many of us have been watching around the country what the courts have been doing with regards to some of these cases. And there was a real important case out of New York that uh, sends, I think, an important signal to people of faith who've been fired because of their faith recently and because of the required uh, vaccine mandates. Uh, to help talk about uh, this case and other uh, legal matters. We have with us here now Attorney Milton uh, Matchak uh, out of our uh, office there in Northern California. Uh, welcome to the program, Milton. Glad to have you on the program. Thank you, Brad. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Um, you know, first, I know you're very busy and, and active with regards to uh, cases there in California. Needless to say, California keeps PJI very busy uh, with uh, a number of different issues, including people who've lost their jobs because of their faith and sincere convictions, a lot of purging taking place. I know we have a, this, uh, one of our, our cases involving a class action lawsuit against the city of San Francisco uh, because of over 1,000 employees who were wrongfully terminated because of their convictions. I think we have another lawsuit we just filed against the Bay Area Rapid Transit there in San Francisco. Uh, so we're very busy. You're very busy. I know you're involved in uh, some of this litigation that we have ongoing. Um, uh, any any updates on those before we talk about New York? Uh, well, in the in the uh, San Francisco class action case, we just added um, uh, four more uh, plaintiffs to that uh, matter. Uh, we had um, others from uh, San Francisco uh, former employees that reached out to us uh, that we um, have filed suit on, and now we're going to work to join those. Uh, with the class action that's already going on, um, still in the very early stages of that case, so not a lot of movement on it yet. Um, but we hope to be, uh, we believe we have a good, strong case and hope to be um, uh, moving forward with that before long. Uh, the mass transit case out of the Bay Area um, that has been um, filed, a number of employees again um, terminated. Um, you, you, you used a good word, purging. Um, that very much seems like what is happening. Um, those that have the religious exemptions, uh, religious requests, um, sincerely held um, beliefs against getting the vaccination, whether they might be Christian or Muslim or other uh, sincerely held religious beliefs, they are being purged out of their employment simply because they won't get a shot. I know of uh, some employees who've lost their jobs because of their faith, who are police officers or firemen and, or doctors and nurses, and uh, they still have valid claims in cases, but some of them just thrown up their hands and just said, forget it, I'm done with California, uh, I'm moving to Texas or Arizona or Tennessee or Florida, uh, you know, North Carolina. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing this take place, but whether or not they leave and throw in the towel uh, or not, they still have a case. And we're going to bat for them. And I hope to get most of them their jobs back uh, through our litigation. We have so many cases in active litigation. I understand we have 
I think the latest update's about 115 cases uh, coast to coast throughout the country. And I just want to encourage people, if they want to keep up with our litigation and our, our, our many, many cases uh, through our, our, our 27 offices in 20 states, it's real easy. Just go to our website, pji.org, and there you can sign up to get our uh, legal insider newsletter uh, and keep up with what we're doing. It's without charge. And if you'd like to support our work as well, boy, we greatly, greatly appreciate that with our growing number of cases and commitment to uniquely make sure that everyone gets help. We don't just cherry pick a few high profile cases. Uh, we work hard to make sure that everyone gets help when it comes to religious freedom, parental rights, and the sanctity of human life. That's one reason why uh, attorneys uh, like uh, Milton uh, there in Northern California is so busy because just because of that, we don't want to turn people away um, who need protection. I know we took on a, a recent case uh, involving uh, the uh, protection and defense of two of the largest pro-life clinics in the state that are being pounced and investigated and by uh, the California Attorney General's office. It's like a witch hunt. Um, that's the kind of society we live in and we have, in, especially in blue states. Uh, hopefully, uh, that will be uh, changing uh, soon um, after we uh, have uh, some new politicians sworn into office uh, after uh, the election, of course. So, but we're still going to have a lot of challenges in states like California, and uh, it's definitely keeping us busy and keeping you, Milton, I know, very busy. Um, what about uh, what's going on in, uh, in New York? Now, uh, I understand that that uh, was a positive decision involving some employees who lost their jobs. Uh, what, what happened? Give us the facts, please. This is a good case. Sure. It, it was a good case. And, and just as a little aside, it was a great case because it came out of, the, as you've said, a, a deep blue state. Um, it was a um, lower court decision, uh, it, although in New York, it's uh, the New York Supreme Court. Um, their Supreme Court is uh, uh, on the same level as our superior court. So it's a lower court ruling, but it was uh, Garvey et al. v. City of New York, uh, where the court ruled in favor of the um, New York employees that had filed suit uh, asking for an injunction, as well as... Um, uh, relief from being terminated. Um, in that case, it, 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 what had happened is, of course, New York had um, had uh, issued a um, vaccine mandate for its employees and for for a citywide vaccine mandate. The uh, mayor of New York, Mayor Adams, had um, issued Executive Order Number 62, which. Um, it exempted from the vaccine mandate um, entertainers um, and sports, uh, you know, football players, basketball players. And because of that, the, he was singling out a certain class of peoples. And so the court called that order um, arbitrary and capricious. The court went also went on to discuss the efficacy of the vaccine itself and how it played into the court's decision. Bottom line is the, the court decided in the favor of the employees, um, ordered the city of New York to reinstate those employees. Unfortunately, it wasn't blanket reinstatement. It was only for the a reinstatement of the employees that ha had actually been joined in the suit. I believe most, if not all of them, were sanitation workers. Mm -hmm. But it was still a great uh, lower court um, decision. And, okay. and interesting, uh, in that decision, uh, Brad, the judge in that, not only um, talked about um, the um, 
the law and and uh, but he also talked about the efficacy of the vaccine itself and that how that played into his decision if 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 i could just read just a portion from that decision yeah 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 please do cuz you're cuz it's not very often we hear judges in these decisions looking actually at the efficacy of the vaccine um, there's so much evidence out there and that's one thing i think that makes us significant is a judge going on the record uh, on, on this part of the, of the case. So what, what did he say? He said, and I'm quoting, being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contacting or transmitting COVID-19. As of the day of this decision, CDC guidelines regarding quarantine and isolation are the same for vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals. The petitioners should not have been terminated for choosing not to protect themselves. We have learned through the course of the pandemic that the vaccine against COVID-19 is not absolute. Breakthrough cases occur even for those who have been vaccinated and boosted. President Joseph Biden has said that the pandemic is over. The state of New York ended the COVID-19 state of emergency over a month ago. And then he goes on just, just briefly to say, the vaccination mandate for city employees was not just about safety and public health, it was about compliance. If it were about safety and public health, unvaccinated workers would have been placed on leave the moment the order was issued. So he recognized that this was not about safety. This was just about forcing people to get a vaccine. And he called them out for that. And uh, it, was a, it was a wise decision, I think, a just decision, and a rather brave decision on his part, again, in a deep blue state. Did you know that PJI defends pastors and their churches free of charge while also providing valuable resources to help protect the church from the encroachment of government? Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now back to the Dacus Report. Yeah, but he looked at the facts. I exactly. mean, he looked at the facts. He looked at the case license. What are you doing? I mean, you're giving an exemption for people in entertainment, in sports. Um, I mean, so it's 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 it's, uh, it's suddenly uh, you're you're not contagious if you're singing a song or you're doing sports, athletics. I mean, there's of course you're just as contagious. You're just as risky. And then, is there anything to really be contagious about or concerned about with, with regard to the vaccine? Because the vaccine doesn't work. It's no better than not being vaccinated with regard to where the the variants are. Uh, I think the judge was had common sense. I think that's what so many Americans have been waiting to see from our courts is common sense coupled with science, data, facts, studies. Uh, so this is refreshing. Um, I think it's real encouraging uh, moving forward. Now, you, you made a point earlier saying that the decision is only binding on those employees who filed the lawsuit. Um, that doesn't prevent, though, other employees saying, hey, uh, yeah, I was discriminated against too. I'm going to file a lawsuit now. Uh, can they benefit from that, from this decision? Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure that there'll be much more litigation filed uh, in the state of New York um, using the same um, reasoning and, um, and decision that uh, was for these um, sanitation workers. But uh, yes, I think this is going to be very helpful uh, within the state of New York, I'm, I, I look for this uh, the city of New York to take it up on appeal. But it was a sound it was a sound ruling, and um, we'll pray that that uh, ruling will stand. 
and that these employees and now have their jobs back and their livelihood back. Um, they should not have lost it solely because they um, saw the um, the folly in this and had a deeply uh, held, sincere religious uh, belief against the vaccination. So, uh, you know, we've got uh, a lot of employees out there who probably were not a part of a lawsuit. I know we at Pacific Justice Institute don't have just one. I believe we have uh, at least two two offices there in uh, New York, uh, one in the upper state, I guess is what they call it, or near Albany. Uh, and then uh, we have another office there uh, in New York, Manhattan area, so uh, with a couple attorneys. So if anyone needs assistance, they find themselves looking at listening to this saying, hey, I, uh, that's, that's me. I, I lost my job. I didn't know about a lawsuit. I didn't file a lawsuit, uh, but I filed a religious exemption. I made it clear, and I'm not getting my job back, and I'm not getting back pay, or one or both of those. Uh, they should not hesitate to contact us so we can go to bat for them and represent them uh, moving forward. Now, as far as a precedent goes, uh, you know, what, uh, what effect does this have on, on other courts? Like, let's say you've got a case out of, you know, I'll say, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, Oregon. All right. So look, there's an employee hearing about this and they lost their job because their religious exemption was denied. We're not even given a opportunity for reasonable accommodation of their faith. Milton, uh, does this case, is this case in any way, or this decision in any way binding on a court in Oregon? No, it wouldn't be binding on a court in Oregon. Certainly would be some uh, persuasive arguments could be made out of it. And um, the same reasoning uh, that the um, court used would be great to include in, in any lawsuits uh, that are outside of New York but it would not be binding being a lower court state ruling. It would not be binding on Oregon or California or any of the other states. Now, if it was a federal district court in Oregon deciding this, then I know other federal district courts in other states would have to at least address it and take it under consideration. Yes. But because yes. it's a state court decision, you know, other courts don't even have to mention the case, don't even have to acknowledge it. That said... I personally think there's going to be judges in other states, uh, in state courts, who are going to notice this. Um, it could be mentioned in the, in the briefing in a case. So Pacific Justice, we still have the freedom to reference this case and mention it uh, in, our, in our pleadings uh, for a case in, in Oregon or New Mexico or wherever. And there's a good chance that I think a judge looking at this will see this as a potential uh, trend, if you will and find that there's probably going to be maybe other judges looking at this, at this the same way, saying there's not the risk, there's not the logic, there's not the science supporting this. And um, I, you know, I see this as probably the, the new trend in, in cases dealing with this issue. I think I'm going to follow it and rule similarly. At least that's our hope <laughs> moving forward. And this, this has been the argument that... Um many of our PGI attorneys and, and our organization has been making for many months now, is that the, back in uh, July of 2021, um, CDC director um, stated that the um, viral load um, or the ability to pass on or transmit the disease is the same basically in vaccinated and unvaccinated people. And we've been using that argument as well as others, um, medical, scientific, um, arguments that show that the vaccine is not um, 
the all um, end all for you know ending this pandemic. Uh, how many times have we heard in on our news of high profile people, including our president, um, getting the vaccine after being vaccinated and boosted and boosted and boosted again, yeah. um, and they're still contagious. And so we're, we're glad to see, though, that the courts, at least this one, has picked up on that argument and is agreeing that this is uh, not the end all. Now, some people hearing this may say, oh, well, that was probably just a Trump appointee judge. Uh, no, it's a state of New York judge, you know, New York state Correct. judge. Uh, the president of the United States has no authority to appoint state court judges. So this judge didn't come from a, as a Trump appointee. This came from New York uh, and the state of New York, which is a very leftist state. At least it's controlled uh, by people from the left. Um, I think many people from the left and right are being pretty much fed up with that, as uh, uh, the election has demonstrated. So I think that um, that as we move forward, uh, we're going to uh, see many people um, in blue states speaking up and saying we're tired of tyranny. And I think we're going to see judges in blue states saying we're tired of tyranny. Let's look at the law. Let's not look at emotions and, and obsession with control and ideologue. Um, what's the law? What are the facts? Let's implement justice. That's what that judge did. Now, that said, this is not over in itself because this is a lower court judge. What, where does it go from here? Well, it'd be, uh, if the city of New York, which I would be shocked if they didn't, appeals it, it'll go up to their you know, appellate d division, and then eventually it could go all the way to their um, top court in New York, um, the equivalent to our uh, California State Supreme Court. Um, so I, I fully expect that to do that. Uh, of course, an appellate court or their uh, top court could overrule the judge's decision. Um, but again, I think that they would have to go against some very well-reasoned, um, both legal as well as practical arguments. And, and I think we're also seeing that the cumulative effect of the COVID mandates and um, sort of nonsense that's been going on for the past few years is starting to catch up with a lot of uh, politicians and courts and businesses that have been pushing this. And I think people are seeing, um, and I think this judge very clearly uh, stated, um, and you can read between the lines, that as exactly as you said, that this is nothing more than coercion, um, purging, um, government control, and you know, it, I, I, hopefully this, this is the beginning of the start of the end of all this. Did you know that PJI is the only legal defense nonprofit in America that serves state citizens by fighting state legislatures across the country to ensure unconstitutional or corrupt bills don't become unconstitutional or corrupt laws? That's right, for over 12 years, PJI's Center for Public Policy has generated success by standing firm in opposition to unconstitutional or immoral state bills, which makes it easier for our allies in the legislatures to kill these kinds of wrongheaded and even depraved pieces of legislation. Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis, including our work through our Center for Public Policy, by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. 
Now, my understanding is that this case involved uh, at least some federal claims, Title VII, uh, and if that's the case, this case could would you know make its way up to the state courts, up to the state Supreme Court of New York. Uh, but then after that, at least regarding federal claims or constitutional claims, um, it could then make it to the U.S. Supreme Court potentially, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, and, go ahead. Well, uh, well, fortunately, the, the the makeup of the court as it is, uh, judges who uh, still think that the Constitution is uh, is the ruling document in our land and are um, are for the most part um, determined to uphold it and to correctly interpret it, um, there's a very good chance that this lower court uh, decision could stand. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you're, you're right. Uh, I have never been more optimistic about the Supreme Court than I am right now. Uh, Absolutely. You know, growing up, you know, they had, there's so many judicial activists who, who didn't give a flip about the Constitution. What they cared about was their own radical agenda, you know, righting wrongs as they saw it in their own eyes, um, you know, leading to hideous decisions like Roe versus Wade and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And now we've got, I think, a sane, reasonable majority on the United States Supreme Court that gives some respect to original intent, uh, uh, some respect to the strict construction of the language of the Constitution and what does it say on its face, um, you know, some respect to uh, the laws of nature and nature's God and uh, what is apparent and, and obvious. Um, I think that uh, we, we've got a, actually a fantastic Supreme Court, and I'm very excited that, we had, that this is happening at the same time because of, of course, President Trump's uh, fantastic appointments to the courts, which all Americans should be very grateful for, irrespective of their personal politics, uh, because we have a court now that's more for religious freedom, uh, for the, more for uh, the sanctity of human life, and I believe more for parental rights, too, than any court in my lifetime. And I think that's one reason why it's great that at the same time we have this, we have uh, such a, a large expansion of Pacific Justice Institute offices, uh, literally from coast to coast, from Miami to Boston to uh, you know Chicago to Houston, from Seattle to Orange, you know Southern California. Um, it's it's very encouraging, and I'm really excited that we have attorneys like you, uh, Milton, to to be a part of that to make a difference. You know, obviously, uh, Milton, there's some places that are more intensive than others. There's some places we have more litigation than others, and um, and more challenges. And unfortunately, California, New York, you know, uh, Washington, Oregon, you know, Massachusetts, um, Illinois, you know, including Chicago. These are these are places that are, are more intense. But at the same time, we're seeing cases, though, really from all across the country, aren't we? Oh, yes, we are the, throughout the country, um, even maybe in some areas that we would normally consider might be more friendly to uh, First Amendment rights and um, religious liberties, but the cases are arising um, from throughout the country, whether they be um, like so many of them are um, cases involving um, uh, employees being terminated or placed on unpaid leave or losing their livelihood because of their sincere uh, religious convictions against the COVID-19 vaccine, um, but also uh, cases that involved uh, free speech, parental rights, 
transgender issues are more and more uh, becoming uh, an issue and coming to the forefront as parents and teachers um, uh, start reaching out uh, to us for help and guidance, maybe not so much even for a court case yet, but just how should they respond when they're told that they have to say uh, that a, a boy, a biological boy is a girl and call her her um, or she. And um, so we're seeing a lot of that, but that's throughout the country. That's happening everywhere. Yeah, unfortunately, you're, you're absolutely right. We also have social workers, you know, taking children from families and parents um, in, in, in red states, just like we have it happening in blue states. So I had to fly in myself uh, dealing with cases uh, there in that state where ministers were being criminally prosecuted for openly, publicly preaching the gospel. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a reality. And so uh, that's why I'm glad we have so many offices all over the country going to bat regarding these issues. I'm glad you called it out as such. Milton, you're doing great work. Please keep it up, and God bless you, and Godspeed as you continue to do the work uh, to defend so many. Take care. Thank you, Brad. God bless you. We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit pji.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense, all free of charge at PJI.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We are here for you. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms.